and welcome to another episode of the Token Talk EDU. Today, we're looking at something that is relatively old, but still a relatively new age concept in the U.S., even though it's been around and it has been in the U.S. for centuries. When it comes to cannabis, and this is hashish or hash, do you know why Europeans smoke spliffs or cannabis tobacco mixed joints and Americans don't? Well, in the 60s and 70s, when cannabis was gaining popularity amongst white college students and the hippie movement in white America, the quality of weed wasn't great. And because of this, mixing it with tobacco to cut it made the toke only worse. So they didn't put tobacco in theirs. But in Europe, they were using hash and smoking hash, which is cannabis resin. And it was common to do a mix of tobacco with this, not only to lessen the harshness of the hash, but to make it smokable. And to cut costs as well. Hashish or hash has a long history. So let's start at the beginning. Hashish was first mentioned in Persian's writing, Persian writings dating back to about 900 CE. It was the Sufis that were among the first to use hashish by oral consumption. By the 12th century, hashish had spread throughout the Arabic world and into Northern Africa. The stories of Marco Polo mentioned the use of hashish by assassins, which is where the word assassin and hashish have often been um, claimed to coincide. Assassin, hashish. It was employed by Hassan Abin al-Saban. Sabah. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I'm not really good with pronouncing Arabic names, but I'm trying. In the 13, 1378 AD, the Ottoman Empire, Emperor Sodan Sachahundi issued the first edicts against eating hashish because that was the first modes of consuming hashish. In the 17th century AD, the use of hashish, alcohol, and opium spread amongst the population that occupied Constantinople, or what is today currently Turkey. By the late 17th century AD, hashish became a popular trade item between Central and Southern Asia, which also leads into, you guessed it, Europe. By 1798, Napoleon, in his attempts to expand his empire, discovers that the lower ha lower class inhabitants of Egypt use hashish. He declares it totally prohibited, but his soldiers return to France, bringing the tradition of smoking hashish with them. In 1843, La Clove des Hashishens, or the Hashish Eaters Club, is established in Paris. With tobacco from the U.S. and Americas, the Europeans' taste for hashish grows as well. 
is they now find a way not to have to eat it because that's the was the common way it was um why you hear of hash brownies and things like that it was common to consume it by eating the hash and not actually smoking it by the 1950s morocco where we commonly think of hash being from nowadays as well as afghanistan um, morocco government finds it a tactical way of cultivating the keef in the reef mountains to make hashish by 1966 the moroccan government is trying to purge out on keef growers in the reef mountains and by the 1980s despite the moroccan government's efforts morocco becomes one of if not the largest hashish producing and exporting nation in 1987 the moroccan government cracks down about cracks down on the cannabis cultivation in the lower parts of the reef mountains in 1993 eradication efforts resume in morocco and by 1995 the introduction of hashish making equipment in its appearance is in in uh, Amsterdam coffee shops. So you see that the methods are being taken from Morocco and Arabic countries and now being brought into Europe to make their own, especially with places like Amsterdam, where you see cannabis is very um, relaxed in laws and somewhat decriminalized or mostly decriminalized. So hashish, like I said, was originally eaten instead of smoked. And wasn't consumed through smoke until it arrived in Europe. As I said before, tobacco and hashish became like the peanut butter and jelly of cannabis. While hashish consumption was not as consistent in popularity in the U.S. up until now, the recently we found out that some of the founding fathers and presidents used hashish. Thomas uh, Jefferson consumed hashish, as well as President James Monroe. Originally, hashish that is found in Europe came from the Middle East, but by the 1960s, most of that came from Northern Africa, especially Morocco. Afghani hashish would lead in quality. The quality of cannabis in the U.S. is the reason why, as I stated above, Hashish never really built um, popularity because cannabis quality, like the flower quality is very good. And it became less and less popular way to consume. I also wonder how much anti-smoking tobacco ads contributed to that. As I said here, while there's a big, a strong community against smoking, um, it seems that smoke, smoking tobacco is still as popular as ever. So let's talk about making hash. Making hash. So there is several methods of making hash. I'm sorry, there's background noise because my street is right there and the sound is quality or the walls are very thin here. So you might hear some motorbikes. There are several methods of making hash. Most primitive being the finger hash method. This is done by taking the tricones off the flower or even taking some keef uh, in small amounts in between your hands and applying the heat of two fingers 
and pressure of the fingers to create like small balls of hash and then you eventually accumulate from that. You can also collect Keith uh, in your grinder. Uh, you can collect Keith in your grinder by like letting it sift through, sifting it uh, with a sifter and like can method, freezing the bud and sifting it and then pressing it. Hash comes in many colors and textures. Bubble hash is co a common American method that uses coolness instead of heat that is common in the um, Arabic methods. So let's go to my experience with hash. My first time experiencing hash was in Morocco in my trip in 2016. I was interested in getting high and much to my surprise, and not surprise really, I really knew that there was hash in Morocco. Um, but I found that hash is stronger and that you could almost find it anywhere in Morocco, like if you ask, because it's not seen, it's something that is actually used among, um, the Arabic or Muslim community because of the fact that in the Quran, it is not spoken out badly against. So they consume it with tobacco. I don't use tobacco. So I made the long strips and rolled them into like joints. We got it from my cabbie that was uh, giving us rides from our Airbnb into the city of Marrakesh. I ended up paying only like 10 euro um, with my friend. We like did 10 euro, 10 euro for hash and it lasted us the 10 days. My friend who isn't as much of a toker found it to be too much and she would get really tired. I wanted to get my money's worth as I've experienced hashish more readily here in Spain, um, in my travels, I found that uh, throughout Europe, I found that it's the easiest way to get high as it's more common than flour, but it's much more intense and it needs an air of precaution. I also think like it's harder to smoke and consume, so you're gonna have to figure out like. Do I want to consume this with tobacco or some type of filler? Or you can also like try to find CBD flour. I think that's pretty easy to find your hemp flour. The fact that hashish lost stronger uh, than smoking flour is derived of cannabis means there is a more chemical process or a chemical process. Cannabis not being legal means that while hashish is purchased on the black market, it can not only, means that when hashish is purchased on the black market, that it can not only have chemical contaminants, but also fecal matter. A recent test of the street hash in Madrid found that about 75% of samples from the street were contaminated with fecal matter. This is due to the mode of transportation and trafficking from Morocco and other countries, which is usually rectal. Of course, you can make your own or purchase hash that is made without contaminants. Many of the CSCs or cannabis social clubs in Spain offer a hash selection that is made in-house and the same for many dispensaries in North America now. So what do you think about hashish? Have you ever tried it or would you try it? Let's discuss this more on IG where you can follow me at the talk edu.
or in the FB group, The Token Tribe. Thank you for joining me on another episode of The Token Talk EDU, education for controlling your life despite your vice.